Yo, what's going on, everyone? Welcome back on the podcast for our first NBA seasonal podcast. So we had our season preview a few weeks back. Now we're bringing you guys an updated version with our first season podcast. As always tonight, I'm your host on the JV show, Johnny Vianos, and I am joined by my two co-hosts, Mateo Chegas and Theo Vieira. Mateo, how's it going? Good. Glad to be back. How are you? I'm doing great, man. I'm excited to be talking about NBA today. Excited to be bringing the fans some more content. Theo, how's it going? And I'm pumped. We've we've been off for a bit, and I'm ready to catch back up on this. It's been crazy season so far. Lots of interesting things going around the league. So uh, let's get right into it. 100%. Yeah, lots to catch up on, as you mentioned. And we're going to be getting right into things today. We're going to be talking about both conferences Almost all teams, hopefully. So we're going to be bringing every fan coverage on whoever they're looking for. So to really start things off, let's just talk about the big picture question here. Theo, who's been your biggest surprise or disappointment, either as a player or as a team this season? Hmm. As a team, the biggest surprise for me so far I don't know. The Bulls, not really surprising me, but they are doing quite well. I think the Warriors, it's got to be for me because I did not expect Curry to come out like this. Like 16-2, and two, I think they are right now. Yeah. Only two games lost. That's crazy. And like Curry's been running it and the team's actually been playing really well together. Like, And they don't even have Clay yet. So I can only imagine how they're going to be when they get them back, probably in December, January. So that's been the biggest surprise for me. I did not think they were going to be the number one seed right now. Um, no, a hundred percent. I don't think that you could go ahead and disagree with that. I mean, sitting at the top of the league right now, as you mentioned with the 16 and two record and just a fantastic start. I don't think anybody expected this whatsoever. I thought the Warriors were going to be good, but like not, not this good whatsoever. Mateo, Who's been your biggest surprise or disappointment this season? Um, I wouldn't say I'm huge surprised to this, but the Suns completely tearing stuff up on like what a 15 game win streak now. Like I think, I mean, they for they were just in the finals. It's obviously not completely surprising, but I think everyone kind of just like discounted them when um when they got to the finals because they're like oh. LeBron was injured. AD was injured. Um, Donovan Mitchell got injured. So people are saying like, oh, there's got an easy run to the finals. But I think, including myself, I was saying that too. Theo was saying it. You were saying it. So I think that they, they're they really proving that they are a good team and they're not just a lucky team that got to the finals because it was all for luck. I think they're showing that they are a great team. They have the assets they need and they're developing and playing amazing. Yeah, I I completely agree because the Suns, as you mentioned, I I didn't think that they were a terrible team, but I f- definitely thought that there were better teams than them. And they had a rough start there. They went one and three and then 15 straight is ridiculous. You almost never see that in the NBA, only once or twice a year. 
even if so the Suns are just outperforming basically every team right now they're right behind the Warriors at 16 and three um, so 0.5 games behind them and second in the league so they could be one of those teams that again has a fantastic season and squeaks into a finals run as we saw last season against the Bucks. Theo, um, now let's move into the West here. we got the Warriors, Suns, Jazz that occupy the top three seeds currently. Which team out of those three is most likely to finish the season in the top three, in your opinion? I think the Warriors are just going to keep going up. Obviously, as I said, they have Clay, who is going to be coming back at some point. So I don't see them dropping off unless Curry gets injured or something like that. Uh, but again, the Sun, Suns and Jazz, as we saw last year, are going to be pretty consistent. So I think it'll be a good battle. And as we know, the Jazz are very good regular season teams, playoffs, mm, not so much. But, you know, they're going to be up. I think those three teams, it's fairly safe to say, are going to occupy at least the top four, five seed as long as something crazy doesn't happen. Yeah, um, I don't see any of the teams dipping outside the playoffs. Um, if anybody thought that I just, I don't see it happening, just three very, very talented, very, very well put together teams. And as we mentioned, Warriors without clay right now. So when they get him back an even better team there, Theo, who's one team in the West that may be outside the playoffs or just lingering inside that final seed in the playoffs that you think might make a bigger playoff run nearing, you know, mid season to the end of the season here. The Grizzlies, for sure. I mean, that's a team that I love to watch, and that's a team that I was really high on coming into this season. Uh, obviously, John Moran's been taking the big step up, and they have a great young team around them. And I feel like their team is really well-balanced with defense, three-point shooting, and just everything. I, I think that they're going to make a big push, and I think this is their year. They solidify themselves to be a play a continuous playoff contender year in and year out. Yeah, John ja, ja Moran playing fantastic this season. Grizzlies right now, uh, eighth overall in the division, right behind the Lakers, sitting at nine and nine. So, uh, sitting at a five hundred record. Mateo, uh, what are your thoughts on Theo's comments there? Who do you like in the West this season? Um, yeah, I'm obviously a biased Grizzlies fan, but yeah, I agree with him on that for sure. Um, another team that I'm I'm high on in the West right now is the Jazz. I think they're playing. I think they're playing fairly well, and I think I I used to put trash talk Rudy Gobert a lot, but I'm honestly I'm starting to see what kind of player he is. His defense is literally getting better every year. His offense, I think, has improved a lot this year. He's not scared to take shots anymore. He but he he's using his size in the paint now, so I think he's really establishing himself as a good big man in the league. And I think he's like for sure top three in the league right now for big men. Yeah, for sure. I think that he, again, is up there in that MVP voting, I believe top 10 or top 12 right now. So obviously having a great season there for the Jazz, you know, proving the doubters wrong. We completely hated on him. And at the time, he wasn't playing that good, to be honest. We went on like a 15-minute rant about it. But um, yeah, he's one of that those key pieces to the Jazz team. And if he continues playing like he does, the Jazz are going to be a difficult team to stop even when they enter the playoffs. Now, moving over to the East here, Mateo, uh, we'll keep going with you. Top three teams right now are the Nets, Bulls, and Heat. Which out of those three do you feel will 
or have already solidified themselves as a top three team heading into the end of the season and to the playoffs? I think for sure the Bulls. I think that when we, when that season, when the season was starting, I said it, they are, they were going to be an amazing team, the amazing chemistry. We saw it in the preseason. Then now it's, it's only getting better. They have that three point shooting. They have the, very good defense, especially with Alex Crusoe. The hustle that that guy has is insane and unmatched in the league, probably. Then you've got Lonzo Ball, who's came into the league not shooting threes, could not shoot. Now, probably one of the best three-point shooters in the league. Amazing defense, amazing playmaking. Zach Levine, great finisher, great three-point shooter all around, just a great player. Vucevic, I think, is injured right now, but He's a very good big man, and he was an all-star last year. So I think the sky's the limit for the Bulls. I think that they're going to make a good playoff run. If not this year, next year they will because building chemistry, they're still they're a very new team. They made a lot of changes yeah. to their team in the offseason. So I just want to see how they play in the playoffs. But as of right now, I, I think that they will go to the conference finals. And – in the East, I mean, those are really the three top contenders. You still got the Hornets, you got the Bucks who are lingering, but um, other than those two, it's really those top five who are going to be battling for a top three spot. Theo, which out of those three teams do you think has solidified itself to be a top three contender? Obviously, in the standings there, we see the Heat and I think the Heat have been, we kind of underappreciated them this offseason and we talked a lot about the Bulls but not enough about the Heat because I, I, I haven't seen too much of them but I watched a game earlier in the season and they played the Bucks and they absolutely dismantled the Bucks and it was looking like Lowry was a such a good piece and he was like the missing piece for them he was moving the ball and being that floor general that they really needed and he was complimenting Bam and Butler and the young talents around with Hero and uh, Robinson so I think they're going to be – people obviously thought they were posers with the finals run they made against the Lakers, and I think they're going to go back uh, into the playoffs this year and show everyone that they're ready now. They're ready to try to take that championship. Yeah, so as you mentioned, Lowry, he has looked great for the Heat, sitting at basically 12 points per game right now, five rebounds and seven and a half assists, so a pretty good stat line, of course, considering his age. Now, Theo, of course, up here in Canada, we the North, let's talk about the Raptors here quickly. I know you're a big supporter. Why? What's going on with the Raptors? Because they're sitting at 9 and 10 right now, which isn't too bad, so really basically 500, really close to 500, 12th in the division, um, what do they need to do to increase their spot in the standings? Uh, Pascal's coming back, you know, he's getting back in the into the gist of things. So I think that's going to help. OG is out for a while, which is a little bit upsetting, but because he was having a great season, I think he's averaging about 20 and the rest good stats. So, and he's really been, he's looking like it's, this is his breakout season. So it's unfortunate that he had to have that injury, but, Obviously, we got Scotty Barnes as well, who's going to fill in nicely and is leading the rookie of the year ladder. Obviously, Mobley just got injured as well, but I, I feel like Scotty's been doing better either way. I feel like they've had a couple unlucky outings as well so far, and it is still early. So I think they're going to get in a nice flow, and Nick Nurse is going to get them sorted out. I'm ready to see what else they can bring. I'm still 
feeling good that they'll make the playoffs this year. Yeah, no doubt. I think there's still hope, especially in that conference, which is obviously a little bit weaker than the West. Uh, Mateo, let's move back to the West here quickly, and let's touch on this big picture idea in this episode, the Lakers. The LA Lakers were a team this offseason that everybody glorified. We all thought, you know, adding Russ, having LeBron and AD, bringing on Melo, all these key players who had aged, who were older, but we're still able to produce big points, big games. They're sitting at 10 and 10 right now, 500 records, seventh in the conference behind the Blazers, Clippers, Mavs, Jazz, Suns, and Warriors. What's going on with the Lakers? What went wrong through this first 20 game stretch of the NBA season? I think obviously there has been some players being in and out. They have LeBron was out for a good five games, I'd say there. And they had that LeBron suspension. Now AD was out again. I think he's playing again, but he played. He did not play against the last game. So I think that, honestly, a big issue on the team is Russ. Yeah, he's a solid point guard that can pass the ball. But the thing is, when when you already have LeBron, who's a, he's a good three-point shooter. He's decent, but obviously he's not going to be that person that is going to be just draining threes. You need one. I, I think on especially in now's game and today's game, you need that one player on your team that you can rely to hit that spot-up jumper when the clock's at two seconds on the shot clock. And right now, I wouldn't say that the Lakers have that. They have had like Avery Bradley kind of stepping up, Malik Monk from three. So I think that those players are still trying to establish them on the, themselves on the team and see how they fit on the court. Same with um, Tillenhorn Tucker. He's been playing pretty good. So also Trevor Ariza has been out, so I don't know how he's going to play with them. But yeah, it definitely has been underwhelming to see them play how they are. I wouldn't say they're not succeeding, but they're just not succeeding to the levels that everyone thought they would, which is a big surprise to me. Yeah, I mean, I think that they found some success because, you know, to have a 10 and 10 record is decent, but with the team they've assembled, it just doesn't seem like it's their full potential or maybe it is. We don't know yet. Theo, what are your thoughts on the Lakers and what's gone wrong so far this season that leaves them at a seventh spot in the Western Conference? Yeah, I mean, I think they're obviously going to turn it around. They should once they get everyone back on the court and get a nice rhythm, but I think we could all agree that when we saw the rust trade, we were, we liked it, but we were a little bit unsure still, you know, like we want to see how it would fit in. And I feel like it is going to work still, but maybe they would have benefited from a different guy. I don't feel like, I feel like Russ kind of ticks off some similar boxes to LeBron as Mateo was kind of mentioning there. Um, I think maybe a different guy, like if they picked up Lowry or someone else, someone that isn't as dominant to the ball and maybe, would have worked out a little bit better so far, but there is still time, lots of time for them to improve. And uh, I feel, I feel good that they're going to flip it around, but yeah, they definitely got to sort some things out there because this is a big underperformance so far. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 500 record. Yeah. um, Basically what you said there is exactly what everybody was thinking when Russ got traded. Okay. it It was fantastic. You know, Everybody's like, Russ is going to LA. He's going to play with LeBron. Like, this is the dream. But I think a lot of people, including us, I believe, were very skeptical because 
Russ is not the same player that he was with OKC. He's not that MVP type Russell Westbrook. Um, he's a different player now. He's older. He's deteriorated. Um, so I, I'm not sure if it's him that's causing all of the problems because the Lakers were a very, very good team over these past two years. But sitting at 10 and 10 right now, they've just got to be better. Um, but the good thing right now is that a few wins and they bump up into, you know, fourth place. The ja the Mavericks, pardon me, are sitting at 10 and 7 right now. So if they have a few losses, Lakers get a few wins under their belt. They're looking at a fifth fourth spot in that conference so it's not a terrible situation right now but it definitely should be better for such a stacked team yeah could i say can i say one thing yeah i don't necessarily think that's about russ's age i think it's the fact that on okc he was that guy yeah he did not he did not need to really pass to anyone he was the guy that was taking the ball every possession scoring he was their first option then against the when he played for the rockets they didn't have other than James Harden, they didn't have a main scorer. So I think now on the – and the same with the Wizards. They had Bradley Beal, and I think the difference between Bradley Beal and – like what why he kind of complimented Bradley Beal and James Harden is because they play differently. They Bradley Beal and James Harden are perimeter players, and yeah, they go to the inside, but not how Russell Westbrook does. So when you put Russell Westbrook with LeBron and AD – LeBron, AD, and Russ, their strongest suits are all the inside. Mm -hmm. Then they all have a – I'd say LeBron is the best mid-range of them, uh, out of all of them. And then probably the best three-pointer out of the three of them, but that's a, you're not comparing them to much. But I think they all – even though their size is different, they all have similar play styles. So you're kind of clogging up the floor. So I don't think it's that Russ is bad. I just do not think that he fits with the Lakers at all. I think, yeah, I think it's another scenario of we similarly talked about Kawhi and Paul George, where two very, very talented players, but very similar players. And that may have been one of the reasons uh, for the Clippers, you know, success rate so low in the playoffs. But, you know, we saw it work out last year in the playoffs. They made a deep playoff run into the semis. So maybe it will work with the Lakers. Who knows with the talent on there, you know, I'm not going to not believe in them, but right now, obviously they just, they're underperforming. And I think a lot of fans just weren't expecting, you know, a 10 and 10 start to the season. Yeah. Um, so now moving in to kind of our rookie part of the episode, I just want to talk about the rookies this season. Theo, who is your rookie of the year as it stands right now as i mentioned already mr scotty barnes it's my prediction at the beginning of the year and i'm feeling good about it but a lot of guys have been playing really well chris duarte obviously popped out of nowhere and had that amazing start was shooting lights out from three he's gone down a little bit more because there was some injuries there on the pacers so he got some more playing time lavert was out rogdon and i had a little bit so there's a not as much time for him anymore now that they're back. So he had that hot start. I mean, he's going to be a solid six man, I believe, but I think he's going to stay down there. Cade has, after a shaky start, he's picking it back up as he should. He should be leading that Pistons team along with Jeremy Grant. Uh, he's probably going to keep moving up. Mobley, he's had a really hot start. Too bad he's got injured. And obviously, Scotty. If he keeps up doing what he's doing, I don't think anyone could catch him unless there's some crazy performances. 
Yeah, no doubt. Mateo, who has been your rookie of the year so far through these first 20 games? I think through the first 20 games, I would for sure say Scotty Barnes. He's, he's definitely, I, I think everyone was kind of shooken up when they picked Scotty Barnes over Jalen Suggs. I, per, I was perfectly happy with that, if I'm being completely honest. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a good pick. I wasn't super high on Jalen Suggs, and I think it's showing now. But um, Cade Cunningham, I think, will take it because I think, yeah, he had a shaky start, like Theo said, but he's starting to put up those good numbers, 20 points, like eight assists. Like he, He's playing now how he should have been playing, and obviously he was injured. But I think that in the next couple of weeks, he'll take number one on that ladder, and I think it, it will be close between him and Scotty. It'll be a fight between them two for till the end. But I think... At the end of it, I think Cade Cunningham will take this one. Yeah, I mean, I guess it seems like after, you know, the first 10-ish games, Cunningham finally found his place on the Pistons, kind of adjusted to league. And ever since then, we've kind of seen him take off. So um, I think it's really close between the two. I guess Scotty Barnes for me is in front, but it, it we can't really tell too much 20 games into the season. You have so much more of the season left to play. So we'll just have to stay tuned with that as we progress through the season and through these episodes. Um, our final topic of the night here, MVP. We got to cover it. We're going to talk about it every single episode because it's the most interesting topic that we probably could. Theo, who is your MVP currently through these first 20 games? Plain and simple. If you don't have Steph Curry as your MVP right now, you're not watching basketball, you're not paying attention. It's Steph Curry, and I would say fairly unanimously. Yeah. There's no really arguing it. He's literally carrying the Warriors like he did last year, and there's no doubt that he's going to at least finish as a top three MVP contender. Mateo, uh, do you have Steph as your top one, or do you have somebody else that you're looking at? 100% Steph Curry. Like Seal said, if if you don't have him there, you're not watching basketball. He is dominating against every single team he plays there literally no one can guard him he is probably the most i i i don't want to start another conversation here but i genuinely think that when he is hot he is probably the most unguardable person of all time i there's mj there's kd i understand kd has that length he has that that body for it but steph curry's three point shooting ability it literally are things that People talk about, oh, he's playing, like, it's like playing a video game. Those are things you can't even make when you're playing 2K. He's shooting from the logo. He's shooting from the hash marks consistently. Like, it, it, I don't, I think that this is probably his best season of all time. Mm -hmm. And I think that he's honestly just getting better with age. Yeah, he's, it's crazy because you don't really see that for a player over such a large span of time to just continue to improve, but Curry just keeps to do it. He continually does wonders for the Warriors. And right now he's carrying that team to a 16 and two record. Um, And, and let's just keep, let's just stay with the Warriors here because there's a few, I'm looking at basketballreference.com right now. And I want to talk about the ninth and 10th guys they have on this list, just to finish out the episode at nine, another member of the Warriors, Draymond Green. Uh, on this MVP award tracker. Theo, what are your thoughts on having Draymond in the top 10 MVP candidates this season? I think that's interesting that they have him there, but yeah. fair enough. I mean, the Warriors have a six and two record, so 
or a 16 and two record. Sorry. So, I mean, fair enough. And he's contributing a lot to the team as always. So uh, it's not super surprising, but it, it is, it is a little bit, you yeah. know, you don't usually see a guy like Draymond there. Curry, obviously he's got to be there. You know, we saw him shake. You guys saw that he shook his brother the other day with that yeah. clean move. <laughs> oh my dirty. goodness. And Curry currently, I believe he has the highest defensive rating for a point guard right now. Wow. And, um, it, yeah, it's everything you can ask for from a point guard. I mean, he's not going to be, you know, the defensive player of the year, but he's going to give you whatever you need on defense. And then obviously he's going to produce offensively. And uh, finally here, Mateo, let's talk about the 10th guy. They got Montrez Harrell at 10th for the Washington Wizards here. Um, did you expect him to see him up on the top 10 MVP candidate list here? Okay, like, <laughs> yeah, he's good. And, like, the, I, I don't think I've even considered that dude to be, like, top 40 in the league. Like, when <laughs> – I'm sorry. But, like, when the NBA, like, released like their top seven five players or whatever this year was he like was he even on there uh probably so. not so mm-hmm. like the wizards i think that they're do- they're doing well i don't think anyone was expecting that but is montrez Harold their best player probably not so i, I mean I'm- if you're if you're on there you got to be doing something right you have to have an impact on your team so respect to him like that you're on the top 10 MVP list. You're a good player. But I don't I don't think like any if this is the first time I've heard him being top 10. I honestly did not know that. Yeah, I didn't I didn't either. If I were him, I'd screenshot that right now, just that way you could save it to the memories. He's he's honestly <laughs> he's got 17 points per game right now, which isn't bad at all. Um, but then other than that, he's you know, 2.3 assists, nine rebounds. So not a bad stat line. It's just not somebody you'd expect to see up there. Like you're missing so many big names and out of everybody got Montrez Harrell, which is, it's I interesting. Mean, I mean, that's, that's what you see. What, when, when a team's doing good, they're not, they, they have to pick one player that they're going to put on that MVP. Yeah. Same thing with the jazz last year. They put Don Rudy Gobert on there. He was averaging like 16 points, 12 rebounds. Yeah. He is probably most valuable player on that team, but MVP of the league, probably not. But when a team's doing good and has a good record, they, I feel like it's kind of, it's sort of disrespectful not to put one of their players at least top 10. So I, that's the same thing with um, who is the person you just named ninth to be on there. Oh, Draymond. Draymond. Like they're the Warriors are doing so good that they, they just respect it. And they put someone on the second best option, the first best option on the team. Right. And Theo, just your final closing thoughts here on Harold at the 10th spot in the MVP bracket. He was actually at number five on there at one point this year, <laughs> which is crazy to think. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah. Honestly, That's let's crazy. touch on the Wiz- let's touch on the Wizards for a yeah, second here yeah. about this tr- about this trade because Kuzma is looking really good too. <laughs> KCP been solid. Harold. Oh my goodness. I mean. Beal's kind of Beal hasn't been quite himself yet so far, so they've kind of been stepping up. Uh, I I feel like they're gonna keep it up though. I mean, Kuzma, lots of hate on Kuzma, but he's showing out this year so far. Yeah, he's yeah. not he's not having a terrible season by any means. I mean, he's doing better than we've you know we're regularly used to seeing. So, uh, when, whenever whenever a young guy leaves the Lakers. 
for some reason, they break out. Like, I when as soon as I saw that Kuzma left, fantasy draft, picked him, like, maybe ninth. Perfect pick for me. Yeah. He's averaging, like, 35 for me, 40 almost. Yeah. I'm fine with that. He's a good, solid player. It's crazy. And the Wizards right now, fifth in the East. They're in front of the Bucks, in front of the team that literally just came off a championship win. Yeah. Um, I, I don't want to carry this episode on too long, but Theo, um, do you think that the Wizards can continue this pace and possibly enter the playoffs at like a sixth spot in the standings? I think they're going to drop to a play-in. I feel like they should be a, at least a play-in. A play-in. So I think it's a chance they slip into the playoffs, but uh, with the East getting stronger this year, it's going to be a lot harder, I think, to get in there, even though they've made some solid additions, it looks like, so far. And mm-hmm. what, what do we think? Who's won the trade? Who won the trade so far? Wizards, 100%. Yeah. I mean, with the way the Lakers are playing, I don't – the Wizards, they came literally out of nowhere. They were a playing team. I believe they made the playoffs last season, but got knocked out first round there. Well, think about it. What team – What which team improved and which team declined over, yeah. the, over the trade? Yeah, it's, it's the – I think, it. I think long-term might change depending on how the Lakers, you know – uh, progress through the season but right now it's clearly the Wizards just the way they're playing 11 and 7 I don't think anybody expected that which is just wild from the Wizards so um, that about wraps things up for the episode Mateo again thank you very much for coming on man thanks for thanks for having me it's always lots of fun I'm, I'm, I can't wait to the next one appreciate it man we're going to keep you guys sticking around for the rest of the season Theo thank you again for coming on yeah for sure Great episode. Uh, lots of good talk. Good to get caught up. Still lots more that we could have talked about, but we had a, we had a very good talk, and uh, I'm ready for the next one. Yeah, 100%. Next episode should be coming out in a few weeks, guys, so stay tuned for that. Stay tuned for some more NFL, and I'll see you guys in the next one.